Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Baggies broadcast. My name is Lou Catford. I'm joined as ever by the West Brom correspondent here at the Express and Star, a man who carpooled with me on the way back from Newcastle over the weekend, Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt, how are you? Yeah, very good. Just uh, sweating off that KFC bucket we had um, in the middle of nowhere at uh, 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was. Uh, Got over that yesterday. Uh, and yeah, I'm very good. I'm very well. I'm very excited and positive and uh, dreaming of the greatest of great escapes. And, you know, thinking about Darren Moore leading us into this brave new age um, of the Albion. Um, I mean, no, all jokes aside, it's, I said it in the video after the game. It's remarkable how enjoyable it is being an Albion fan at the moment, mm. um, considering the bottom of the table. It certainly is. I must admit, I was worried uh, driving back. Um, for those who don't know, Matt Wilson's work doesn't stop when the full-time whistle blows. Uh, he has a lot of work to do, and um, along with the videos that I have to do, Matt was uh, beginning to do some work on the drive back. I was driving back. He was he was intended to get the train, but unfortunately, he wasn't feeling too well. And I must admit, I was worried at one point there were going to be lamb chunks in the bottom of my car. Yeah, uh, I I don't like reading in the car, so it was, <laughs> a, it was a bit difficult writing in the car as well. So um, yeah. or typing, as it were. Um, so you did, yeah, you did well though, mate. Yeah, we got through it in the end, didn't we? Yeah, certainly did. It's not a short trip either. Is that the longest away day that you've had as a as a journal or a fan? Well, I mean, no, because we've been to you know Holland, and Austria. Yeah, so well, that, well that, not including not including like the preseason stuff. Uh, in um, as a league match, is that is that the furthest? Is it, in the league match, it has to be, is doesn't it? Um, I can't think of anywhere else that's uh, further. Uh, um, no, it has to be. No, it's, a, it's a long drive. It was a long drive. Yeah, it's. Uh, I suppose when you go down to Norwich, it's about three and a half hours, isn't it? So yeah. that's similar. But um, no, I think I think Newcastle's the furthest. Definitely worth it though, wasn't it? I mean, one one nil West Brom. They can't go and do this, can they? Well, I don't know. I mean, no, they can't. Is 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 the the honest answer is no, they can't because um, I've just been looking at the res, at the ramifications and what needs to happen. Mm. We'll go them. over that. We'll go over that later. I've got oh, you've got a I've segment. Got, I've got a segment right, set for okay, that. So don't don't, don't give it away too. Soon. I won't give it away. But listen, we'll talk about that in a minute about what needs to happen. But the fact that Albion could have been relegated, remember, um, when they played Man United. Yeah. And they weren't. That was three weeks ago, three games ago. And they've played May United, Liverpool and Newcastle in those three weeks. Two Champions League winning managers. Another one who's going to take his team to the final this year. And uh, they're still alive. Darren Moore's still unbeaten. Um, you know, I, I know the chant, the favourite chant of the weekend was Big Dave's unbeatable. Yeah. Um, and they're still in it. Uh, incredibly so. Um, I do think that that Southampton win over Bournemouth probably makes it impossible now. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, I thought myself that when Swansea came to the Hawthorns, they were dreadful. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past them losing, you know, all their remaining games. But the 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 ramifications are just so slim. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Let's focus on the positives. Let's focus on on what's happening at Albion now, which is that Darren Moore is emerging as a credible uh, candidate for the actual job. Yeah. Um, I in the past have said, look, you can't you can't judge a manager on two games, and you can't really judge him on four games either. I don't think, but there is there was something happening 
um, at Albion. Darren Moore is healing the club yeah. um, from top to bottom. Um, the team and the club itself as well and its relationship with the fans. Um, and there is... I saw some things on, on, on Saturday which I really liked from him. Um, first and foremost, he's left Chadley out of the squad mm-hmm. after confirming to us on Friday that he was fit. He's left Evans and Sturridge on the bench when they're fit and Krakowiak. Yeah. You know, these are four of the arguably the biggest and most talented players in the squad. Yeah. And he's not including them because he knows what's right for the team. Mm-hmm. And that was one of Alan Pardew's weaknesses was that when when they got back from Barcelona, he kept Evans and Barry in the, in, in the team and it wasn't right for the team at that stage. He should have yeah. taken them out. Um, it wasn't right for the club. You know, he didn't send the wrong message to the fans. Darren, on top of that though, he's also been strong in the sense that, you know, he hasn't just thrown Sam Field or Oliver Burke on like even I was calling him to. I wanted him to do that yeah. because I thought it was all dead and buried. He's put a team out that he thinks has got the best chance of winning a game. Mm. Um, he thinks is the most balanced team that he's got with the, with the players at his disposal. And based on the performances we're seeing, you have to agree. That midfield partnership of Brunton and Livermore was superb once again. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shelby, second half, got a bit more of the ball and he was starting to have a bit more uh, say in what, what happened. But they were, they were brilliant, I thought, those two. The back line um, looks much much more um, coherent with Alan Neum actually playing in his preferred position. Yeah. He's he's improved. Dawson's been fantastic at centre back. In my man of match on Saturday, I thought yeah. he was brilliant. Um, I just think there's a balance to the team um, that he's got that he's created, um, and I thought he 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 seems to he seems to pass every test that's thrown at him. Mm. You know, when they're one 0 up and he. And he and he saw out the game by bringing on Krakowiak and then Evans and then Robson Carnu. You know, it was very sensible for him to bring Robson Carnu on over Sturridge. Yeah. Because Robson Carnu, and I know he was only on for a couple of minutes, but he used his body well and won a free kick in yeah. the opposition half. That is crucial. Uh, another, I think Pardew probably would have bought on Sturridge, or somebody else might have bought on Sturridge to think, come on, we'll, we'll put our best player on to go yeah. get the game. But actually, Robson Cullen, for the for the for the job that needed doing at that particular time, he was the right man, and he and that and he won he won that free kick. Same could be said for Krakowiak coming on, um, you know, uh, uh, for Rodriguez. I actually thought Matt Phillips was, was blowing in the second half, but he got his second wind. Yeah. Krakowiak came on, shored things up a bit. Um, Rodriguez does a lot of running in, in, in that number ten role, so you know I, I didn't see if he was blowing, but maybe he was getting a bit fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, after the week before against Liverpool, when he, he threw on Burke and Evans, Evans to get more height in the in the penalty area, which worked. Yeah. Okay, they conceded straight away, but what subsequently happened after that probably vindicated those substitutions. Yeah. And threw Burke on as well to give them a bit more penetration when they were chasing the game. That worked. I think we're seeing the birth of a very savvy manager. Mm-hmm. And I think the 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 argument for him not to get the job is probably quite strong in the sense that okay he's a caretaker manager and being a, having a being a permanent boss is a completely different remit um, and there will be completely different expectations on on him next season if he was given the if he was given the job it's a forty six game season it's a long slog yeah. it's more difficult to get the players you know consistently motivated for that than it is for a six game burst at the end of the season. Um, and he's and you know also he'll be expected to win games more than he is now. They're going into these games; they're almost like free hits. Yeah. 
So it's a completely different job. There is that caveat. There's also the fact that he needs to build a squad. He's gonna, there's going to be a lot of... Um, this is if he gets the job. Or whoever the new man is, is going to mm-hmm. need to build a squad. There's going to be a lot of movement in the summer, as James McLean has already told us. Um, and they're going to have to identify targets for the championship. Now, there are other people out there who have done that, who have built squads up and, and, and have more experience doing that. So there is that caveat. But are we seeing... My question is, are we now seeing the birth or the emergence of a savvy, young, determined, and more crucially, um, Albion-centric manager? Mm. Somebody that completely understands the fan base, completely understands the club, is determined to do what's right for it and what's right for the team, and will be humble and hardworking and honest in the way he goes about his approach. And is there actually a danger in in not utilising this moment and not capitalising on this moment and seeing where it goes? And listen, if they gave him a job, it didn't work out. It doesn't work out. Yeah. All managers have a shelf life eventually. Um, The concern, the increasing concern for me is actually there are going to be players that stay and why not tap into this momentum Mm. Newcastle went down on. Look at Newcastle. They went down under Benitez, and uh, they came back up. Now Benitez is a very, very wily old head, experienced manager, you know, and all those things. And yeah. he's easy. I mean, you see what he's done this season. He's a fantastic manager. But I just wonder if there is something to that that could be taken into Albion's case as well. Yeah, you said four games is enough to judge Darren Moore on. How many games is fair? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I mean, he's standing up to every test you, you throw at him. So, hmm. eventually, I mean, is six games fair? Probably not. But event, you've got to make a decision. You've got to. I don't know what the. I literally don't know what the answer is, and I'm wrestling with it. I'm sure every fan is the same. You know, you think, well, part of you thinks, no, he's, he's not ready. Part of you thinks, well, why, why not? Why not take a punt on him? Because actually, being brave and being bold um, pays off in sport. And. Yeah. Um, Occasionally, occasionally, um, a lot of times it doesn't. But, you know, they went for tried and tested experience in Alan Pardew. It didn't work out. It's obvious that he's getting the most out of these players. It's obvious that they want to play for him. It's obvious that the fans are behind him. I just wonder if he's the man, if he is actually the answer. Um, you know, I, I, I still think Dean Smith is a really strong candidate. Brentford are now not going to get the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it might be, might be time to give him a call. Um and I think, and, you know, he's worked with Neil Cutler at Warsaw before. He'd probably keep Darren around the place. Yeah, I think he's a strong candidate. I think I would be fully behind that appointment. I think that's a great appointment if it, if it was to happen. But I do wonder if maybe, maybe upsetting the apple cart, it's not, it's, it, it's not dangerous, but might not work. I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's, you can't look any managerial appointment. Whatever you do is a risk, and and you can't predict the future. But listen. In many ways, Darren has given the board <laughs> more than food for thought. He's given them almost a problem in the mm. sense that, well, blimey, we we have to we have to keep him at the club in some way. Yeah. It's just whether you keep him as a coach or, or a head coach. Well, he started the, the bookies had him at around sixteens when he when he first came in as the permanent replacement for Pardew. He's two to one favourite now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm always I don't really go by the bookies because they they what. Well, 
they just go by what where the betting is. So if, yeah. if people put money on, then they go by that. Um, so it still says a lot though about you know if people are putting money on this, they're thinking you know what this is a real possibility, and whether whether or not that makes any influence on Albion's board is another matter entirely. But it shows the good work that he's done, and it shows that people are backing him now. There's two ways of looking at this, aren't there? I mean, one, you want your leaders and your and the board to almost look at it as what's to look at it as what's best for the club. Mm-hmm. Right. What's best for the club? Forget what the fans are thinking. What's best for the club? What is going to move the club forward? But then you also think, well, actually, the fans are the lifeblood of the club, and they're fully behind Darren Moore. Mm. And we've seen this season how important that can be. How important that that atmosphere at the Hawthorns can be to the team. How it can drag the team over the line. How when it's not going so well and things are a bit toxic, how it can prey on players and, and, and pressurise them I don't know I, it's, it's, it's all part of the melting pot I, I'm just coming I mean having been very very sceptical at the start and even after the Man United game I was saying whoa everyone calm down calm down I'm now starting to come round to the idea that perhaps that he is a, he is a shout I'm not saying he should get the job I'm saying mm. he is a shout he is a contender and I think he has to be a contender because of what, because of what he's done, not just for the team, but also for the club, and what he represents as well. Um, you know, he's Albion through and through. And look, you just have to look at what happened on Sunday when he went to Hales Owen Town and, and managed a match for the for um, the Richard Eads uh, game. You know, that's 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 the man he is. Mm. And uh, look, I'm not saying that he should be given the job on, um, you know, having a being a nice guy. I'm, I'm saying he's proven himself yeah. in the dugout over the past few years, and I, over the past few weeks, sorry. And I think that Saturday game against Newcastle, in many ways, it was almost better than um, the Old Trafford game because he's sustaining it now. Mm. It's not just a one-off; he is sustaining it. Yeah. And um, look, can he can he sustain it for a whole season? I don't know. Um, but we, you know, he, he has to be part of the conversation now. Yeah, he's inexperienced, of course, but as you said, the job is rebuilding Albion as well next season. Should they go down, which looks increasingly likely, but you know, fair play, they're fighting. They're fighting. Well, they're going down, and if they're going down, they're going down fighting. But if he gets an experienced number two in with him, someone who knows people, knows how to bring players into clubs, who's happy to take that role, do you reckon that'd suit him? Yeah, I just wonder whether that would be an odd fit. You're always talking about like having co-managers there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, almost. A head yeah. Co- or, or a head coach and maybe a technical director who... Mm. Look, if we had Dan Ashworth at the club, I'd be all for it. Yeah. I'd say, look, give it give it to Moro. Give it to him because he can do the head coach. He can do the coaching role and he can be that man. You can let Dan sort out the players and the team and, 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 and together they can build a, a competent team. But we don't. We've got Terraneo, who is uh, somewhat of an unknown. Um, you know, he's got great pedigree um, in Italy. Not much experience in England. Mm. In fact, none. No experience in England. Yeah. And you know, I just wonder whether that inexperience, coupled with Darren Moore's inexperience of building a team and recruitment, is that going to be able to navigate the summer? Um, I don't know. Is the is the honest answer? And you know. More, Darren's been very, very um, almost blinkered, as in he's just focused on the next game, focused on the next game, focused on the next game. As a manager, you have to have 
a bit more wider, a bit more forethought than that. You know, yeah. you have to think about okay, where do I want my squad to be? Where who do I want to get in the summer? How do I want to shape this squad for next season? What are the what are the what the areas of the team? You know that we need we need more players and where do we need strength? Where do we need experience? Where do we need youth? That sort of thing. You know, my coaching staff. What are they pushing them enough? Blah blah blah. All these sort of things coming come into it. And I look. I, I I'm I'm not going to um, doubt him because I think we doubted him at the start and he's proven us all wrong. Um, I'm just, and we've gone with experience and it hasn't worked before with Pardew. I'm just, you know, with Terraneo and more, is that going to be enough for the summer? I don't know. I don't know. I, mm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it would, it would, it, I'm not, I'm not saying it would scare me. In many ways, it might excite me, you know, yeah. it, would be, it would be, well, let's see what, let's, let's, let's give Darren another test. Let's see what he can do because he's stepped up to everything so far. Yeah. I mean, let's see what he can do. You know, the one caveat, I suppose, is, you know, the lessons learned down the road at Leicester where Shakespeare was, had a fantastic impact as a, as a caretaker, won his first five or something. Yeah, yeah. Five he or certainly six. had a good run. And then it all fell apart pretty swiftly, didn't he, when he became permanent. So, yeah. look, it's a different role being a permanent manager to being a caretaker. We don't even know if he definitely wants it. Um, he doesn't know, give anything away in his press he's, conference. He's, he's, he, know, he says he likes he likes coaching on the front line. Uh, he hasn't said he wants to be the head coach. But as I've said, he has to be part of the conversation now. Mm. Has to be considered because of what's happened. In your opinion, what's been his best performance in, in charge of Albion? You did say this Newcastle one was good. It's great team performance, but was the Old Trafford one maybe a step up? I think no, I think the Newcastle mm-hmm. one was. But the reason I say that is because the Swansea one was the first one, and that you know you're always going to dust off the cobwebs a bit. Yeah, they still, I mean, they still let that goal in at the end. If they hadn't let that goal in, by the way, where would we be? We'd be what a swing out of it. I mean, Albion would be on thirty points, Swansea would be on thirty-two points, mm. and it could it could be on. Yeah, you know, I mean that. Ah, oh, it's just, I mean, there's been so many games like that this season. I mean, you can look at countless games but that one as well but in particular you think oh if only they'd hold up for that one but anyway we can't talk about what's going on um i think newcastle yeah i mean the, the old traffic game you're always gonna get yourself up for that game mm-hmm. um may not want a bit of a hangover they were dreadful um the liverpool comeback was special though. the liverpool comeback was special but also it was it was good and it was fantastic and it showed the belief but I just think this Newcastle game was the complete performance from 0 to 90 mm. um, it was managed managed so well um, well they Newcastle got through once or twice yeah they didn't they didn't when, Albion open that often when you know um, Kennedy hit the post that was a bit of a let off fantastic save from Foster to deny Gale Apart from that, I thought Albion had the better chances and, you know, should have actually scored more. Yeah. Rodriguez missed a couple. Rondon blazed one over. Livermore was played through. Livermore was, Livermore was played through. Turned back inside, should have shot. You know, they, they created got chances from open play. Again. And they have done under Darren Moore. Um, and I thought it was a complete performance, a very balanced performance from 0 to 90. You know what? They were... They, they, Withstood that that second half barrage, and they managed the game in the last ten minutes fantastically. Mm. And they haven't done that this season, but they've done it twice now under Darren Moore. Yeah, and there certainly wasn't a single bad performance on the pitch either. There wasn't a single player. You, I mean, reading your player ratings, which I'm sure all of the people who listen to this have, there wasn't a single player who 
no. wasn't carrying their weight. I don't think I gave anyone less than a seven. I mean, maybe Neom, because he let Kennedy go past him for that chance, but that was literally the only thing mistake he made. Mm. I mean, nobody else, everybody else was so solid and so performed so well. I thought it was a, I thought it was a real good all-round team performance. Mm. Uh, you know, Rodriguez maybe snatched a couple of chances, um, but he was, but he was, he was hairing around the place. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's doing a fair bit of defensive work as he well. Was, yeah, well. It's yeah, not, it's not easy doing that. Dropping well. back in on on Shelby when he needed to. Yeah, I I thought it was a fantastic all round team performance. Yeah, uh, personally, Matt Phillips' goal was well taken as well, especially considering he's basically been on a milk cart most of the season. Yeah, there was a lot of feeling behind that goal. I thought. Um, Fantastic ball by Livermore, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. Real opportunistic and clever and first time, just real, saw the space, stabbed the ball over it, over into it. Really, really like that. I think Livermore was fantastic again, actually. Um, and, yeah, a thumping finish that I probably had a lot of feeling behind it. And, you know, I'm, I'm pleased for Matty because he's, he's, he's a lovely bloke. And, listen, I know that fans get disappointed when he's doesn't maybe put everything into the challenges and, and things like that. But I don't know, I think he, he's such a confidence player and, yeah. he's, and, he, and, he, and he, that comes across even when you speak to him. Um, I, I just, no, he's one, he's, one of, he's one of those people that you, you want to be doing well, yeah. uh, if you know what I mean. Um, he seems like a very, very um, nice guy. And look, I know they're, pay, they're paid a lot of money and, and being nice doesn't matter. But I think it does to, to a certain extent. I think it does, does matter if people are if people are good good people and I think Phillips is inherently a nice bloke and mm. so I'm, I'm pleased for him yeah he certainly does seem so makes you wonder I mean you touched on the Swansea game if, if Darren Moore was put in charge maybe a month or two before he was would Albion, would Albion be in the, the situation they're in now it's all hypothetical though isn't it I mean would would they would the would the team have got up as much I don't, I, mean, I don't know would they have beaten May United if they'd if Moore had been there for five weeks, I don't know. Yeah. It's difficult to know, isn't it? It's you're talking about so many hypotheticals. I mean, even on Saturday, like Kennedy's shot clips the outside of the post. I mean, a few weeks back, those were going in, mm. and it, it's and it's just little things like that. I mean, you're talking about hypotheticals, fine margins in in in, in football in, in all divisions, but especially at that level. So, but you know. There's no denying the impact he's made, and, and and you would probably actually think if he was installed a month earlier, yeah, he probably would have gone on to uh, stay up. Yeah, let's talk about James McClay now. Uh, the comments which um, are in today's paper. Uh, he's saying not to uh, call Albion's players when, if and when they depart this summer. Uh, Snakes, is that, is is that fair from him? Obviously, he's quite an outspoken guy, so you know you have to take some of his comments with a little bit of a pinch of salt. But is he is he fair to say that? Right. I mean, this is a very emotive issue, and um, I've, there's a lot of fans that have um, reacted quite quite angrily and strongly to these comments, and I can under, I completely understand that. Mm. My opinion on the matter is that James McLean. I like James McLean. He is a he is a refreshingly honest person in a, in, a, in an industry where a lot of players are quite anodyne and, and, and media trained and, and don't want to say anything too controversial. He doesn't mind that. He speaks his mind, and I like that about him. Especially as journalists, I am very wary of criticising somebody for, for being honest and speaking their mind. Yeah. Um, you know, when Ben Foster said he wanted Darren Moore to get the job, brilliant, fantastic. Look, it, some, and I saw some people saying it's not his place, but 
But he's asked a question and he's given yeah. his honest answer. I like that about Ben Foster and I like it about James McLean. You also can't, you also cannot doubt his commitment on the pitch. He's one of the most hardworking, you know, all-action guys who wears his heart on his sleeve and puts it, leaves it all out there. That actually we've got, and and he, you know, that all has to be taken into account. You also have to remember he was asked the question about the summer and next season. Mm-hmm. However, I do think that some things are just better left unsaid. Yeah. Every sensible and pragmatic fan out there knows that should a Premier League club come calling in the summer, it's going to be difficult to keep some of these players. But for him to say, and, and, and I do understand the argument that they want to play in the Premier League and be the best they can be at their careers. You know, there are very few other careers in the world that if you go on, no, no, if you went on and worked somewhere else. Yeah. Um, if, if, you went, if Sky Sports come in for, If Sky for Sports came us, and yeah. asked you to be their lead anchor, I don't think anyone here would be like, no, don't no. go. You, you're, you know, you're loyal to, your loyalty is to, is to this company. You know, it's, there are very few other industry, industries where this is the case. And, and in many ways, McLean's just voicing um, some home truths that a lot of us know. However, I do think it, it was better left unsaid. And mm. for him to say, um, we need to look after ourselves first and foremost, it does just s- slap in the face of supporters who actually have stood by him mm. throughout a lot of things. You know, McLean, I, I completely... Um, I don't. I mean, I like the fact that he doesn't wear the poppy in the sense that I like the fact he's got principles and he stands by them. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you know I wear a poppy, but I, I like the fact that he 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 is he is a, a human being with a character and he stands by those those principles and he's you know he's a strong-willed guy. I like that, but I just think that he went maybe a step too far in this by saying mm. we've got to look after ourselves first and foremost because. Supporters pay a lot of money to go and watch these players. They idolise them in many ways, and and um, a lot of the fans have stuck by McLean and and hold him up as a, as, as as a really good character, somebody that they they really enjoy watching. And when yeah. other, when other teams boo him, you know they they're right behind him. Yeah, he was getting pelters on Saturday. He was, and, and but the Albion fans are right behind him, and this just it just sticks in the craw a little bit. And mm. I know it's I know it's just him being honest, and I, I don't want to dissuade footballers from being honest with us and being honest with fans and I just think maybe it was a bit unwise and, and maybe some things are better left you know unsaid mm. because the fans at the end of the day and I, I, and I know I, I don't like it when footballers are, are criticised for being paid a lot because we don't criticise singers or um, rappers or you know bands for being paid a lot and it's essentially the same thing in their entertainment yeah. industries um, but it does, uh, it does great when fans are paying, you know, four hundred, five hundred pound for a season ticket, and maybe a hundred pound for an away day. You know, the fans that went to Newcastle probably, I probably cost them a hundred pound per mm-hmm. head, and he's saying, I've got to look after my family. I, you know, and it, it feels like, oh, I can't survive on thirty. K. Yeah. I can't survive on fifteen k. I need thirty k. Listen, what he probably actually means is. You know, he's 29. He wants to be the best he can be. He it's wants, a short career as well. It's a short career. He wants to be at the top end of the game. Um, and I don't I don't want him to change who he is. I just think that particular... It was better left unsaid. He didn't need to say it. And I can understand why a lot of fans don't like it. Because, you know, it's... It's not what, it's not what they want to hear after yeah. a season. I mean, he, he might say himself... He might feel a bit 
blameless for the season because he didn't really feature much under Alan Pardew. He didn't, or even Tony Pulis. He, he struggled to get stay in the team. Yeah. But you know, he's got one goal and no assists this season. He's not exactly contributed too much, yeah. um, apart from a lot of hard-working performances. And he's also cost a lot of points. You know, he gave away with free kicks at the end of the Watford game and the Newcastle game, yeah. which cost him four points. He turned his back in the wall in the Arsenal game. That cost another point. And, you know, for all his hard work and his endeavour, actually, he has been part of... He has, maybe not through his characteristics, you know, he's not disgraced himself, but mm. through his reckless... Um, tackling and, and, and the way he goes about the game he has been part of this he, and, he, and he needs to maybe shoulder some of that blame as well along with some of the other players you know I think there are ways of handling it I think Chris Brunt's handled it perfectly he said look I just as much as everyone else I have to take a portion of the blame for this mm. you know McLean he seems quite I think maybe it's his character he's quite a defensive guy quite a um Quite a proud guy as well. Probably from you know that's born out from where he's from in his community, and you know he's he's had to fight his whole life really. Mm. So um, he's had to fight to where he's get to, and he is a bit of a fighter. So maybe you know th- th- those insinuations of being a snake or whatever don't don't agree with him because he feels like he gives it his all in every game, and he does, and I understand that. But I just think they were. They were unwise, and uh, you know he has cost the team points this season, and, and maybe a bit more humility and also a bit more understanding of where the fans are coming from um, might have gone might have gone down a bit better. Mm. Um, you know, that being said, players are in the spotlight and there's a lot of pressure on them. Um, and look, I'm I, I'm glad that they're they're honest with us. Um, but I just think maybe it was a yeah. Something sometimes some things are just better left unsaid. Yeah, I might be looking for too far forward here, but is that is this a precursor to his departure in the summer? Well, I think I think he probably is going. Yeah, uh, based but just based on that, you know, mm. yeah, he's essentially saying don't. It don't, sounds like he's you know eyeing the exit. He's it? essentially saying don't call me a snake if we leave, and um, you know there was a Burnley made an eight million pound bid last summer for him. They might come in for him again. Um, I, from what I gather, they're more interested in Craig Dawson than Matty Phillips. Mm. Um, but you never know, they might be interested in, in McLean as well. Yeah, There might be some other teams, maybe some promoted teams that want him. Um, obviously Celtic might might want him. I mean, he would love to join Celtic. But yeah. um, look, I, yeah, it does seem like he might be going. Yeah, so all right, so we've got some questions in from the listeners as always. And Matt, Matt Wilson put this tweet out quite uh, quite late today, 11.28 just before we recorded. And we've already got plenty of questions flying in, so we'll get correct straight into them. Uh, Dean Walton, he's asking about the pre-season tour. Do you have any clues? Uh, no, I don't, because obviously we um, haven't got the head coach in. And a lot of it is down to the head coach, yep. um, where what they want to do, what they plan to do. You know, we're not going to be going to the Premier League Asia Trophy this season. Yeah. They'll probably be in the Championship side, so that those sort of things won't be on the table. Um, so we'll see what the new head coach. I mean, you know, last last few years, you could always get you know, um, you could almost uh, guarantee that they were going to be going to Austria. For, yeah, you for had your flights booked months. Yeah, in yeah. Um, but we'll see. I imagine it'll be quite a similar setup. Maybe um, maybe they'll do a few more games in, in the UK, which would be good mm-hmm. uh, this time. And uh, I doubt they'll be going as far afield as Hong Kong or America or anything like that. I'm sure it'll be Europe uh, at best. But no, nothing as of yet. They need, they need a new head coach. Yes. Yeah. 
Patrick, uh, he's asking about season ticket prices. Are, are there any idea on on the prices for tickets next year, or is that another one which is, is depends complete, on? It's completely dependent on the league they're playing. Depends in on the league they're, they're playing in, and um, they won't be announced them until that's confirmed either way. Mm. Um, so once relegation is confirmed, which you know. I'm sure we'll go through this in a minute, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be confirmed this weekend. But mm-hmm. I've been saying that for the last three weeks. Um, but once it's confirmed, we'll, we will uh, they'll, they'll be releasing them then. Yeah. Uh, Simon asks, how much credit do you think Jimmy Shan deserves in our upturning form? I've always liked him and the way our youngsters play. Yeah, plenty. I think um, from what I gather, um, he's very tactically switched on from what a lot of people have said to me, players and, and, and coaches. Um I think there's a real balance to that coaching dynamic. You've got Darren Moyes, who's a fantastic man manager, quite a strong willed character. Mm-hmm. James Shan, who notices the sort of tactical nuances, um, and Neil Cutler, who has got experience being a coach at Warsaw and, and, and probably gives something of a bit bit more of a, uh, I don't want to say a, a lower league approach, but he certainly brings something um, a bit more streetwise to the team. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a real balance there in that in that group. I think Jimmy Shan deserves a lot of credit. I know he's a very hard-working individual who is who's done a lot of work on on, on different coaching techniques, different tactics. His um, his sessions that he runs uh, in midweek are very well liked by the players because they're very technical and very tactical. And I think he's got a bright future, and I do, I do wonder if he, you know, okay, the under 23s have not done well this season, but I, but as as that as that. Reports there. I think they play some some good football. I just wonder whether there's a sort of a um, a motivational uh, problem there, mm. um, in, in, not just at Albion, but in 23s football uh, uh, on the whole, because there isn't much. You know, there's not much. Um, you don't get if things go wrong. There isn't you know, things. You don't get real. I suppose you don't. There's not much uh, ramifications, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So. I just wonder if that that's an issue, um, but with someone like a big motivator with him, maybe we're seeing the best of, of, of James Shan. Mm. Um, he's an intriguing one because he's been at the club for a long time. He's obviously got the West Brom DNA through through him, and you know, I, I wouldn't be adverse to him being part of the first team setup at all. Um, whether there's enough space for him next summer, next year, I don't know. Um, it depends on who the new head coach is and what they see fit. Yeah. Um, but you know he does deserve a lot of credit for his role in this. I, 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 you know, from what I gather, he's had a massive role to play. Mm. Kieran Maguire, how much of these performances are down to, the, down to the club's pride and passion? If Moore gets a job, will he be able to get that from new players? If we see a mass exodus, that's a good question. Um, I think I've already touched upon you know the the, the, the different expectations and the, and the, and the different um, demands of next season to this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get these te- these teams to be to play like this and to get up for a 46-game season rather than a six-game burst. Um, yeah, it's a good question, and I don't I I don't know what the answer is to be honest because until we until you throw him into the situation, you don't know how he's going to react. Yeah. So we'll see if he is given the job. Fair comment. Kieran asks, uh, what should the recruitment policy be next season? In your opinion, do you think we should sign proven Championship players, promote academy talent? Uh, go for loans from big clubs or look abroad like Wolves did. I think it has to be a mixture of everything, doesn't it? I mean, mm. that is that is the ideal. You don't want to do. You don't want to go too far down one route. That's it. Because people look at Wolves and they think all these foreign players are coming, but they also sign the likes of John Ruddy, Ryan Bennett, players who have proven in the Championship. So yeah, it's not yeah, all. Think, it's not all foreign players. I think, who you've, have got, I think you've got. I think you've, the best thing you've got to do is 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 mix it up. Um, 
I wouldn't be too bothered about getting lone players from the Premier League. Um, but mind you, I mean, we've seen that work in, in, in these parts before. You know, Josh Onema. How did he get on at Villa? He, did, he, did, he, started, did he? he started quite well at Villa. He's, um, he's tailed off since Jack Grealish's form, obviously. Yeah, in, but, yeah. So there, there you go. You've got a mixture of two players there. John Terry came down, done well, hasn't he? You know, yeah. you, you, you can... of Snodgrass on loan. He's done well. Yeah, you can pick up um, players, good players like that. Um, I think it's a mixture. As, mm. as I've said before, I, I wanted to maybe deviate away from going for, for the experienced players from bigger clubs dropping down because I, I, I like the idea of having hungry players who, who play for West Brom is the pinnacle of their career and they put everything into the shirt and they give everything. You know, the likes of Dawson and Brunt and Higazi and, and I think Darren Moore's picked a team of to that ilk in many mm. ways. Um, so I would like to see them go down that route, but I, I, you know, I think it what it requires is actually a mixture of all those things. Um, you need a sprinkle, you know, you don't want one too much of one or too much of the other. You need a, a mixture of them all, and I think that's probably what the best teams do, and that's the best managers get that, and then they m- meld it all together. Yeah, Paul Harris he asks, have all of the current players got flex down salaries written into their contracts in the event of relegation? As far as I'm aware, yes. So it means uh, pretty much all, all the players will be uh, seeing a wage reduction uh, should that happen. Um, Ryan, he, he doesn't ask a question, but he says, you keep say- we keep saying that we won't stay up and it's not possible, but we all know there's a little voice in your head telling you it could happen. Yeah, yeah. there is a little voice. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's funnily, it's funnily enough, it's, um, at, the, at the same time it's grown louder and quieter over the last uh, few days. Yeah. Louder because they keep winning, or well, they they they're not losing, and quieter because it's becoming more and more unlikely. The games are ticking away, aren't they? Well, the closer you get to the season, I mean, if I tell you what, if it's still on, if it's still on by Tuesday, by Tuesday night, if Southampton, if it's still on after the weekend, there's a real chance there. There's a real chance there. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll if we go, we'll, are we going to come to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get oh, to okay. that. Uh, Charlie Swift, uh, last question here. Cheers for this one, Charlie. Um, is, does Big Dave deserve? The job and manager of the month. We've skipped the job thing. We've discussed that. But manager of the month is a real possibility, isn't it? I think it's a certainty. Has to be. Who else is there? That's it. I mean, Pep Guardiola is ah, well. countless times. You know, he's won the Premier League, but he's expected to win with that side. Whereas yeah. Darren Moore's come in on a temporary he, basis, and he's. Yeah, but Pep Guardiola lost to Man United. Good point. Darren Moore didn't. Good point. I'm. I'm just saying he, he, he's unbeaten in four games. He's beaten Man United at Old Trafford. He's beaten Rafa Benitez. In his own backyard. He's dodged three relegation bullets so far. Yeah. Can he dodge a fourth? He's come back against one of the best attacking teams in Europe to draw 2-2. Yeah. He's got to be. He's a shoe-in. It'll be an absolute it'll be travesty. Robbery. It'll be a robbery, be a robbery if, he didn't, if he doesn't win manager a month. He has to. That's it. So as I said, he's dodged, he's dodged relegation three times. Can he do it a fourth? What are the relegation permutations for Albion? How can they pull off the greatest of great escapes, Matt? How can they do it? I've just written this down, but it's so complicated. Um, I can't remember it. So, Albion needs starting, to win. Start, need- starting off, starting off. Okay, so Albion need to win both their games. So they need to beat Spurs and Crystal Palace. Spurs at home, Palace away. Yeah. If that happens, Stoke can get four points. And they're going to need to get four points. Forget, <laughs> forget, their, forget their game against Crystal Palace this weekend. Yeah. As long as they don't win that, that's okay. But then they play um, Swansea on the last day of the season, and they have to win that. Stoke have to win that. Yeah. But they could 
they could even be down by. I mean, in this ridiculous scenario, they could yeah. be down, so it's gonna be hard. But they will have to beat Swansea. Yeah. Um, so that's Stoke. Swansea, I've got three games. I mean, Swansea are the ones, really, that are probably going to kill it for Albion. They've got three games, and they can only pick up one point. And that one point has to come at home to Southampton yeah. um, next midweek. Because, basically, that's the games. Um, Swansea-Southampton, if either of those two teams win it, it's dead and buried for Albion. That has to be a draw. Yeah. Um, they, but play, they play Bournemouth this weekend. They play Bournemouth this weekend. They have to lose that. Oh, were they going to lose that? I don't know. Bournemouth are at home. Then they play um, Stoke on the last day and they have to lose that. Yes. Yeah, so they've got three easy games there. Um, but the only caveat is that Swansea are dreadful. And they, yeah. and they were dreadful at the Hawthorns. And, you know, I, well, maybe they should have got a point against Chelsea, but they didn't. So I don't know. Southampton, they have to lose this weekend. They've I got think. Everton at home. Uh, they've got Everton away, sorry. They have to lose this weekend. Then they have to draw with Swansea. And then they have to lose, lose to Man City. Lose to Man City. Well, lose to Man City. They need to lose to Everton. Look. It's so basically this weekend, Albion have to beat Spurs at home, no mean feat. Yeah. Southampton have to lose to Everton. Yeah. Swansea have, have to, to lose to Bournemouth. To Bournemouth. And uh, Stoke can't beat Palace. Yes. So you have to have four results going your way this weekend. If you get through that, it might be on. Then the Tuesday, Swansea v Southampton. Southampton. That has to be a draw. Yeah. And if that if that happens, we're down to the final day. And as we saw in 2005, final day, anything can happen. Yeah. And um, I can't remember the permutations for that, but uh, basically Albion have to win and the others have to lose. And Stoke, Stoke have to beat Swansea. So, you know, it's very, 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 very unlikely. I think it's about nine or ten results have to go their way, yeah. exactly their way, not just maybe their way. It yeah. has to be that's a draw and that's a defeat. But, you know, you never know. Call me crazy, mate. That sounds legitimately possible it's not though is it I mean Swansea have got Bournemouth Bournemouth are at home yeah, but if they draw that it's over I can see Bournemouth winning I don't know what it is I don't know what it is I think for me but Albion still need to beat Spurs that's the biggest thing for me if they go and beat Spurs I think that's the least likely of all these results but if Stoke beat Palace in the early kickoff, it's over as well I think Palace will no is it yeah it is yeah I think I, honestly I think it's doable so much so, I'm gonna put, you... I'm gonna I'll put a five on Albion to stay up. What's the odds? Uh, let me check. Oh, dear me, Talk, give me give me some filler, Matt. Give me some filler. Whoa, 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 I just don't. This. I just don't think it's. I think because South because Swansea have to play both Southampton and Stoke. That's really killed us, really. Um, it's it's just not going to happen. I can't see it happening, to be honest. But I'd love it if it did happen. It would be the 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 biggest of escapes that has ever happened in the history of. It would be Escapes. huge, right? So much so that... Better than Houdini. <laughs> there's only a couple bookies taking... I mean, Albion, Albion are 1 to 100 on to go down at the moment. No, but you need to stay so, staying up. So just just, you've searched the wrong 100 I to mean, 1 on to go down. See, that's... I mean, that's... I mean, bear with us one second, folks, while we're searching this up. Um, There'll be somebody taking... You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll put it in a tweet because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that bet on. I'm going to do it, and if they do stay up, I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'll say, I'll personally buy an Albion shirt for one lucky listener, the next home shirt, if they stay up, with a name and number, whatever they want. That's okay. how The £5 bet is obviously going to pay for that shirt, Yeah. but on, I honestly think it's doable. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Luke will Give buy you a shirt. 
Every Albion fan a shirt. Not, not everyone. Just oh, not everyone. One, one oh, okay. So I will not be able to afford everyone. Oh, right. That's just everyone, every listener. We got, we got about 1,400 listeners, man. Oh, wow, that shirt's <laughs> come out about £50 a pop. I'd be, I'd be bankrupt. Yeah. But I think it all comes down to this game. Spurs at home. It's, it's I mean... You bet against Albion normally, because Albion 20th take on fourth place Spurs. They're being chased down. They want to, obviously want to finish top four. But if they win this one and results go their way, the greatest escape's got to be on now. It's got to be on. I mean, if if they get if they get past this weekend, then potentially it's on. I I. But that, you're relying on a lot of things. You're relying on four results going your way. Four results going your way. I mean, what's that in the accumulator? That's normally like. 80, 90, 100 to 1 anyway. And that's just this weekend to get past it. So I, I, I can't see it happening. West Brom 500 to 1 to stay up with Bet365 right now. 500 to 1 to stay up. Fiverr wins me, what, two and a half grand? Two and a half grand. Plus my state back. So, oh, lovely. So, so you you saying you're going to buy one lucky person a shirt. You're Don't still, call me cheap. <laughs> you're still going to pocket £2,450. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, that's that's how betting works, Matt. It is, it is. <laughs> 500 to 1, I might have a cheeky 5 on it as well. Yeah, well, 500 to 1, it'll seem absolutely insane. But no, but that's how unlikely it is. The, you know, the, they don't get these things wrong. It's, it's, probably, it's probably more unlikely than that. After, after, this, after this podcast, I'm putting that bet on, Matt. Fair I'm enough. I'm putting that bet Fair on. Fair enough. But no, uh, let's, let's talk to this. I mean, serious business now. Do you, do you expect the Hawthorns to be busy? I mean, the club's certainly galvanised, but will it will it bring... Attendances back up. I hope so. I do hope so. Last last home game of the season. Um, what Darren Moore's done is remarkable. I hope people turn out. I really do. I hope it's a nice day as well, and I hope they get a win. And regardless of what happens elsewhere, I just hope they sign off their season at the Hawthorns in in, in, in good, you know, with a positive. And mm. even if it would be wonderful if I mean, even if say. They went down, but if they went down with a victory, we would oh, be brilliant. And you know, I saw someone—I think it was Pat Frost—tweet, you know, Darren, Darren Moore can be the first manager manager to get relegated unbeaten, yeah. which would be lovely. Yeah. Which would be lovely, you know. So it'd be great if they could avoid defeat against Spurs. Um, you know, it won't be easy, but they're playing Monday night. Um, they're playing tonight, aren't they? Newcastle mm-hmm. were playing Monday night last time, last night, and it took them a while to get into the game. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But. Uh, no, I think um, those crazy survival uh, hopes. Uh, I mean, oh, just what might have been, what might mm, have been. That's a painful thing to think about. Yeah. That it really is. Yeah. I mean, you you can't expect him to make any changes unless unless something enforced. No, well, I don't see why he would. I mean, uh, I know Dawson got a bit of a kicking from Slamani, but um, he carried on to the end, so I think he'll be all right. Um, no, well, I don't know why he change it. They're playing so well. Mm. Who are you most worried about in terms of that Spurs side? There are a lot of they've got a lot of firepower, haven't they? You got to be worried about Harry Kane, but the likes of Deli Ali, Eriksson. Yeah, they're a very good side, but Albin have frustrated them towards the end of the season on countless occasions actually mm-hmm. in the last few years. So I don't know. They they seem a bit susceptible to the to the old ball into the box, the old corner um, in recent years. Drew one all earlier this season. The two yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've drawn one all with them. I'll have to. I'll look it up near the end of the week when we're doing. There was a preview. bit of a thrashing last season, wasn't there? I think we've drawn one all with them, sort of like four of the last five games, or five of the last six, or something like that. Mm. It seems to be a very. We seem to always draw one all with them. Bit of a bogey side. All right, perhaps a bit of a mini quiz for you. It's going to be quick. Okay. Do you remember the last time that Albion beat Spurs? 
No. <laughs> well, it happened in September 2014. Right. right. September uh, 2014. Four years ago. Yes. So I've got a little bit of a quiz. Can you name the Albion squad from that game? Probably not. Matt Wilson. Can you name September... the Albion squad? So it was, it was, it was September 2014. So that was, that was Pepe Mel? Uh, I don't have the manager written down here, I'm afraid. I'm I've only, got, I've only so got the players. Pulis came in 1st of Jan 2015, didn't he? I'm is that right? I'm pretty sure that's right. Well, either way, we're going to get it? started. How long was Pulis there? Two and, a, two and a half years. Yeah. Nearly three years. So yeah, this was just before. All right, so... In goal. That's an easy one, come on. Foster? Yeah. Uh, Pocagnoli? Correct. Gamboa? Uh, he was on the bench, on the yes. Bench. Olsen? No. No Olsen. Oh. May have been injured. Dawson? Dawson was there. Who else would have been playing? Um, you know who's in charge? Alan Irvine. Oh, of course it was. Of course it was what I'm talking about. Um, Brunt? Correct. Moza? Correct, and if I remember rightly, he got the goal. Did he? Yes, he did, I believe so. Um, yes. Berahino? Correct. Um, Alright, centre-back. Well-versed in the Midlands. Lescott? Yes. Okay, so Ano another What do I need now? Strikers? So, so oh. yeah, you've you've got Anichibi? Uh Anichibi, yes, he was on the bench, started on the bench. Um okay, you're missing a midfielder. Battling midfielder. Battling midfielder. Many would say. Brother a brother who's uh who's who's been on loan at Barnsley this season. Come on. Former Villa. Uh Gardner. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. It's all right, mate. I mean, it's a long way back. Um, a couple more from the starting eleven. You got three more to get. Uh, one of these was on loan. The defender. On loan defender. What a fullback. Yes. Andre Wisdom. Yes. All right, and then attacking midfielder. Uh, attacking midfielder. Attacking midfielder. I've said Mozer, haven't I? You said you've said Mozer. Dorans. Dorans was there, but he wasn't the one I was thinking of. Attacking midfielder. Give me another clue. Uh, a namesake of a young lad who's done very well this season. Oh, how's that help? For Fulham. Oh, <laughs> that does help. Yeah. Stefan Sessegnon. Yeah. Can you name the bench or no? Ah, oh, how many have I got? You've okay. You've got Gambo and you got an, an each of it. So there's another striker. My Hill. Yeah, my hill was there. Uh, another striker. Another striker. Not Vidra? He's probably gone by No, him. it wasn't Vidra. Another striker? Yeah. yeah. From what I recall, he had a very nice purple patch at one point, but otherwise isn't, isn't really you know thought of too well amongst Albion fans. No, tell me. Brown. Oh, Brown Day. Yeah. yeah. I've forgotten he even existed. <laughs> um, okay, three more. One of them's still at club. One of them still the club? Yes. 2014. Defender. Defender? Yes. Oh, McCauley? Yes. McCauley. All right, and two more. 
Uh, one of them is currently unknown with a form, former. I think he's unknown. No, he might not. He might not be. He might not be there permanently. Actually, he's with Steve Clark at the moment. Malumbo. Yes. And the last one. <sighs> I'm. Uh, I'm going to find it hard to describe this guy. Give me a clue. Um, <laughs> On the bench, 2014. Yeah. Tonight. Um, let me. Let me see if I can give you a. Samaras. No, no, it wasn't. Um, it's not Samaras. Um, Northern Irish. Um, currently plays for Derby County. Chris Baird. Yes. There you go. Oh, we won't go through the Spurs team, seeing as that took long enough. No, please don't. Uh, but I will tell you, I had my always up front. Uh, let's finish up. Uh, prediction of all, as always. Um, Matt Wilson. I'm going to go for West Bromwich Albion 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Oh. <laughs> And you reckon results will go their way? That's a, that's a big question. No, actually. I, I think maybe Swansea will be able to um, scrape a draw against Bournemouth and we'll all be wondering what if again. Yeah, I'm going with with Spurs nil, West Brom 1. Wow. And I'm backing results to go their way. Well, to, to be honest, you were quite confident we'd beat Newcastle, weren't you? I, I was confident. I, I, I thought it was going to be a draw. Um, so maybe you're right this time. Hopefully you're right. I hope I am. It's, it's a little bit harder to predict this one because Spurs, of course, you know. Yeah, they could, cut, I mean, oh, they could come and just you know win 3 0. You never know. They, if they have a good day. But um, I don't know. There's a steeliness and a resolve to this Albion side. And oh, God. I mean, if they get through this weekend and it's still on, I will. It'll make for a busy final weekend, won't it? <laughs> well, I mean, we've got that midweek game, haven't we? So. Yeah, either way. Both myself and Matt Wilson will be at the Hawthorns this weekend. You come this week, yeah? Yes. Oh, you can't get away. You can't get enough now. I can't, mate. I'm pretty much an Albion fan now, dearie me. Lovely stuff. I was sitting there at Newcastle. I said to you, I must admit, I was, I was, I'm born and raised a Villa fan, but I was toward the end of that game. I was wanting what Albion either to nick a goal or just every time Craig Dawson got his head on a ball in, in the box. You were up cheering. It was part of me. I mean, we can't stand up in them press boxes at Newcastle, no, dearie no, me. They're a nightmare. But. There we go, a converted, uh, converted fan. It's so sec- next, it's the ne- second club. So next season when uh... Villa are going up. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> and no, Albion are staying up, so we'll have another. So derby there we go. Then. We'll have, we'll have uh, loads of derbies. Yeah, well, yeah. fingers crossed for that, uh, and fingers crossed for Albion this weekend. We'll be there um, for all the latest. Make sure you stay with us. Expressstar.com.